Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was only made possible by the Arts, Cultural, and Heritage Fund in Windsor, Ontario, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric Branchett, and I'm thrilled to present to you another episode of Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Our Oakhurst heroes prepared for their first day of school. Evelyn, while getting ready for her public speaking class, finally had the chance to confront Dr. Egan and demand some answers. Evelyn is now very aware that Dr. Egan's true identity is that of a very ancient vampire. Zack, while mostly ignoring all of his prep for Business 101, had a little chat with his sweet mother and his douchebag of a stepfather, who made it very clear that his grades will be heavily monitored throughout the year. Dr. Egan was approached by her on-again, off-again lover-slash-bloodbag, Dr. Jeremy Renner, and he asked her if she would be interested in enlightening some of his medical students with her current work in blood sciences. Iris, nervous about her sculpting class, decided to help Kane with his intro to film prep, and they watched The Exorcist, much to their mutual terror. Iris took some time to discuss with Kane about the demonic bestie that he has, but she stepped too far and incurred the wrath of the demon itself. It haunted Iris in a dream and made it very clear that she is not to interfere with the demon's plan for Kane by any means. Our last chapter concluded with dawn breaking over the Oakhurst campus as the first day of classes for the semester begin. Welcome back to Oakhurst College. Welcome back to Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Chapter 13, A Class Act, Part 2. Our camera opens back up on Dr. Egan as she stands outside of a lecture hall. And all the students have gone in, Egan, you're, you're by yourself right now. Pretty much everyone has gone into class. This is the first class of the day. Mm-hmm. And you are in the biology building on this time on the upper, most upper floor, which is where the big amphitheater style classrooms are. Mm-hmm. And you can hear Jeremy through the door because one you have supersonic hearing so you can literally hear anything you want and jeremy says i would like to welcome my dear colleague and esteemed scientist now please show her the utmost respect and i hope that you will learn even a quarter of what she's about to say to you because if you do you will be better for it <laughs> please everyone give a warm welcome to dr elizabeth egan and you uh, they start to clap and egan when you enter you see that like 300 people have crammed in here. <laughs> Clearly word got out. Like, there, there are kids up in the top row that look like to be no older than 18. So, like, there's pre-med mm. kids who are here, too. Gotcha. And they, you know, clearly word has spread around and mm. they have just snuck in to hear your guest lecture. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremy goes and kind of, you know, formally shakes your hand and, and says... Dr. Egan, thank you so much for coming. And I, I see you, we uh, you know had a few more people than expected. <laughs> the whole crowd laughs and it's like really loud. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> okay, so Elizabeth uh, goes over to the overhead projector that's on the table and uh, turns it on because it needs to warm up, and she puts the title slide on. Oh, that's a blast from the past, <laughs> oh, eh? Yeah. Yeah, Waiting yeah. for those to and, warm up? <laughs> oh, God. And as it warms up, she walks to the... She kind of, you know, goes goes in front of the table, and, and she, she's in the front of the classroom. And in silence, she kind of walks slowly and pensively back and forth, just for kind of dramatic effect, and you hear her high heels <laughs> kind of clicking on the classroom floor. And then she stops in the middle and she scans the audience with this very intense look. They are leaning in. Of like, course, yeah. You, you can see them all like slowly <laughs> leaning in towards to you. Do? <laughs> and then she puts her hands up kind of like she's framing the audience and her, her, her view. And she says, picture this. You hear them all gasp. You hear them <gasps> when, when you break the silence, they all shoot back in their chairs. <laughs> picture this. You have finished your medical school training, and here, here is the moment of truth. You, what's your name? And she points to a, a student in the front row. Alan. Alan. So, Alan opens his envelope, and he's passed his board exams. Congratulations, yes! Alan. Yes! What a glorious oh, yeah! day. He, he, like, slams on his desk, and, like, it breaks a little bit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> And of course, your classmates have also passed their board again board exams too. Yeah! You're yes! the whole class. Cheers. Yes, thank you. Settle down. Settle down. Uh, so, what what do you do? This surely is a time for celebration. So, you and your cohort go out to the bar and there is drinking, lots and lots of drinking because after all, you are a drinker, aren't you, Alan? Yeah, get fucked. Yeah, um, yes, I can tell. <laughs> and there is revelry, and there is dancing, and perhaps some canoodling in a dark corner. <laughs> but what Alan does not realize is that Johnny, the designated driver, is also drinking. Alan only realizes this as the car in which he is a passenger flies through the intersection at a red light and BAM! A truck T-bones the car. And Alan, who failed to wear his seatbelt, goes flying through the windshield 40 feet away onto a patch of grass, his vital blood draining from his body and absorbed by the earth below. An ambulance comes and takes Alan to the hospital and a doctor takes one look at Alan and says, this man needs a transfusion stat. Go, go to the blood storage and get me some O negative. Because, as we all know, O negative is the universal blood donor. Mm, yes, because yes. Mm, mm. Alan here never bothered to learn his blood type. Now, did you, Alan? He, he looks down and goes, no. Mm, I didn't think so. Totally irresponsible. But then the nurse comes back. And what is this? The hospital is out of O negative. What will Alan do? Alan starts to faint, like in real life. <laughs> and that's where I come in to save Alan's life. You see, for the past several years, I have been researching how to solve the problem of ABO incompatibility during transfusion by synthesizing an enzyme that will remove the antigens in any blood, thus making any blood a universal donor. That's right. I will save you, Alan. So, 
Today, I will be talking to you about my most recent accomplishments. Now, I assume all of you have read all my work, is that correct? And she's looking out into the crowd to see their, their kind of response. Everyone shakes their head. Oh, very good, very good. All right, so she heads back to the podium and uh, she says, well, let's start from the beginning of my work, actually. And then she, because she spent all of her time kind of coming up with this little anecdote at the beginning, she starts going into every single paper in excruciating detail. <laughs> it's not, not a good lecture. She didn't put enough time into it. As you begin, you know, kind of the more... Um, dry part, uh, mm-hmm. the more sterile part of the lecture, let's say. Alan wakes up from his, like, fainted uh, spur that you gave him, and he mm. just stands up and walks up to you and, like, drops on one knee and says, teach me your knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, a bunch of other classmates, like, go around and, like, stand next to him and go, like, me too. <laughs> I as well. Yes, please. And then like please, the back just please. starts like standing ovation you just like <laughs> clapping. And and they're all like, save us, Dr. Egan, save us. Uh, please, please, one at a time. I, 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 will, I have time to get to all of you, but, but please, please, please take your seats. Egan, as you're surveying the class, you see mm-hmm. that one person who isn't standing up at the very back is mm-hmm. a short, um, pudgy man with a little moustache and a tweed jacket who is the man that you saw who gave you the money in the Welcome Week mixer. Mm -hmm. And he taps his hat to you, stands up, and walks out through the very back door, and as they're cheering, Deacon, yeah, save us, you're awesome! In your head, the sound starts to become blurred and you get a bit disoriented as you as you hear the chants change from that to you're reminded of the we need more dr egan we need more dr egan we need more and and you swear that that's what you hear kind of permeating through the group until you feel jeremy's hand on your shoulders and everything kind of snaps back and he goes that was oh my god you didn't even do science yet and they're crazy for you you have the oratory genius of FDR. Thank you, Jeremy. Elizabeth, your camera fades to black as they're all intent on listening to you. Iris, your class is about 10 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Babette, in her kind of professor notes, said that though the regular class starts at 9.15, she will begin at 10, and you will stay until you have achieved perfection. <laughs> oh, oh, good. I'm not going to be there for dinner, guys. <laughs> And you walk into, everyone has their own little clay station where you can shape clay in front of. And they're all sitting there and you have a little wad of clay down in front of you. And Babette is not there yet. Uh, So Iris, do you think you're on time? Do you think you're late? Do you think you're just arriving as the class is beginning? What do you think? I think, I think she's a little bit late. I think she's always a little bit late. Okay. Um, She's always a little distracted. So she comes in very last minute probably. And I'm assuming everybody else is there. They are all there, yes. How many are in the class, Eric? It is a small class. It's probably about 25. So I'm assuming she, like, runs in the door, like, and then they all turn. She just goes, hi, I'm Iris. Yay, art! (laughs) Everyone looks at you really nervously and, like, 
waves their hand, and you and you can see a lot of them are reading Babette's book. Some of them are still trying to decide and picture what they're going to do to this clay for their first time. And you see the only spot available left is at the very back corner. And you see sitting there is a girl, and she's got these big old glasses and this uh, very straight black hair and a ponytail, and she's looking very nervous. And there's an empty seat next to her? Yes. She, before she goes there, she stops at, like, the closest person and goes, ooh, fun, and, like, picks up their clay. <laughs> you, you pick up their clay, and everyone around them, like, oh, what are you, what are you doing? Put it down, put it, put it down, down, put it down. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I just wanted to see the, okay. And she, like, puts it back and, like, wipes off, like, some of the excess on her overalls. <gasps> the, the one who touched the clay says you broke Babette's first rule and it's to what? not handle someone else's clay oh my gosh um do you want mine instead and she runs to like the empty desk and picks up hers and holds it out to him and like runs back and holds it up to him oh god no get, get that away from me oh. get that abomination away from me <laughs> oh. uh, okay and she slowly goes to her desk and plops the clay onto it and then sits down wipes her the excess off on her overalls again and then looks to the the girl and just smiles and says hi i'm iris i promise i won't touch your clay oh that's okay we can s s swap if you w want to oh and no i mean i think my clay looks nice i i feel i feel good about it and i don't want you to get in trouble by our teacher because i touched yours and i didn't know is there a book I'm supposed to read? Oh, uh, yeah, it's Babette's Me, My Clay, and Impressions of Dicks. That actually sounds like something I might like to read. I thought this was a painting class. As soon as that happens, the door swings open and the room goes quiet, and, and you see in front of you is a 60-year-old woman with kind of gray and white hair and almost like a little lion's mane with these like <laughs> piercing icy blue eyes. And she takes a big drag of a cigarette and exhales. And her first thing is, this is not a painting class. <laughs> I hope that you are all ready to feel the art of clay. It is the very ground itself. It is where our ancestors made sweet, passionate love. It oh. is where we come from. It is where we will go. Do you understand? <laughs> and the group just all sh shake their head really, you know, trepidatiously. Iris is pretty delighted. And she goes, yes, I understand. The whole group looks back at you in a horror. <laughs> And Babette looks back at you and you see her pull out another cigarette from her golden cigarette case and she lights the tip of the new one with the end of the old oh one and <laughs> flicks the old one off without even looking in an ashtray that lands perfectly on, like, on her desk, boop, right in the ashtray. And she takes a drag and she walks to you and she goes, Who are you who dare interrupt this fine lecture I was giving? Hi, I'm Iris. Iris. Iris, what is your art? Um, my art? Uh, I don't know. I guess whatever I feel in the moment. And she like picks up her clay and she's like, yeah, like I'm feeling this right now. I'm really excited to play with it. <laughs> Iris, I dare say that no one plays with clay. Does a little child play in the sand? No, he creates, uh, she creates. Oh. They give life to the lifeless. 
Do you know that rocks do not live, Iris? Do you know the rocks are not sentient beings? Do you know this? Well, yeah, I can't talk to them. I can only talk to the moss on top of them. I mean, in my head. In my head. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, well, we talk to a great many things, but not rocks. Rocks do not talk, but what we can do is we can talk through them, Iris. Do you not understand? We can talk for the rocks? Through them! We talk through oh, them! Through them! Through the rocks! <laughs> she like threw her clay like when she did that. She just chucked her clay. <laughs> Babette catches it in the air without even looking at it and hands it back to you and just drops it on top of your clay shaping mm. station. Through the, through the, we talk, we talk to the rocks through the clay. Hold out your hands, Iris. <laughs> okay. And she looks at your hands and she goes, these fingers are your mm. alphabet. These fingers shape your words through the clay. So now I give you all a pop quiz. You must all give me the song of your clay. The right song? Now. And like as if on cue, all of the uh, clay things start spinning. And she sits back in her chair and lights up her third cigarette in about five minutes. Jesus Christ. And says, you may come on, see. Uh, um. She like looks to the girl next to her to see what she's doing. She looks back at you and she's like, I didn't understand a single word of that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to talk through the clay to a rock or whatever and my hands have letters on them. What's going on? Um, she looks around the room. Is there other art supplies there? <laughs> Yeah, there's like acrylic paint and and uh, there's some like chicken wire stuff for like glitter. wires. Uh, oh yeah, your deskmate looks back and she says, "I mean, it, in the book, there's a lot of things that 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 look like penises. So oh. I, I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make something longer than it is wide and hope for the best." <laughs> sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, hmm. And she just gets up from her station and and goes towards the the paints. And she picks up like a bunch of paints and a bunch of glitter and some chicken wire and just like a whole bunch of stuff that she's just feeling in the moment. <laughs> Is there a way to turn off the spinning? Whatever it's called. <laughs> Is it a foot pedal? Yeah, I thought it was like, yeah. It is okay. a foot pedal. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, like, you can now control it. She just had them rigged for the dramatic effect. Oh, I see, I see, I see, yeah. Dramatic effect, got it. Yeah, Carla, it's a podcast, okay? Okay, I'm sorry, what's a podcast? What? <laughs> what? Um, okay, Carla, I want you to roll, I want you to roll hold steady. I think it's our, like, first roll of the day. Yeah. Negative one. <laughs> That's a seven. A seven, okay. So, on a seven to nine, you get to choose. You're going you're gonna to keep your cool this whole time, or mm -hmm. you can pick an option from the 10-up list, but you gain the condition terrified. Yeah, she's going to gain the condition terrified. Like, she's <laughs> she's scared of this woman, but she's just going to try to do what she said and just feel out how she feels with making this thing. Yeah, so on a 10 and up, you can choose. Uh, you can ask the MC a question about the situation. You can remove a condition. I'm not going to let you remove the terrified because you just got it. No. Uh, or no. you can carry one forward for the rest of the scene. Oh, carry one forward. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, okay. So as you are doing this, I want you to roll, roll a plus hot for me. I want to see how this art goes. And she's, I'm going to, can I use Wild Hunt? She's going to be like doing things like with veracity. Mm -hmm. She's just going to be like feeling it out and just in the moment. Hell yeah, you can. <laughs> it's like literally one of the only good things I have. <laughs> and you can add a plus one onto that as well because you get a plus one. So, oh my god. Okay, so that's a 
11, 13. Holy fucking oh. shit. <laughs> so I want you to describe what you create. Um, and whatever you create, it is exactly what you want. Like at this point, you rolled so high that you were focusing so well. And yeah, it's whatever you want. It's um, a rainbow um, sparkly bunny rabbit and the ears are like feathers and it's just like covered in paint and like it's just multicolored bunny rabbit. Um, and there's like chicken wires all around it for like foliage and stuff like that. Like she just created like a little crazy fae scene. Like she did use the clay as like the base of the rabbit, but then she covered it in paint and glitter and stuff like that. So is it really not super worked clay so much as it is other shit on top of the clay to make it look like <laughs> the, the, a rabbit? Yeah, the, the, yeah like she kind of worked it into like a very general shape of a rabbit and used everything else to make it look, uh, look prettier. <laughs> okay. So at the end of the 30 minutes that Babette gave you, she says, <laughs> And everyone stops and she snaps her fingers and like it, as if the power gets pulled out from all of them, all of the wheels stop. And she goes, Iris is covered in paint and glitter right now, too. <laughs> and she goes, Let me look at these. And she kind of strolls around to people. And you see the ones that she doesn't like. She, like, ashes a part of her cigarette in them. And she goes, Bleh. Melt. Melt. Supo melt. <laughs> she looks at one of the people in your class. This is a song indeed. And you see that she's created, like, a small cityscape out of clay. And she's like, well, it was like nothing. And you turn and she turns back and you see that it's uh, one of the sorority girls. <gasps> and she like glares at you with these like fuck you eyes. She just smiles back with like a, a hand covered in paint and glitter. <laughs> Babette goes, that is beautiful. And Babette turns and looks at yours, Iris, and goes, what is this? A lapin? Her heart is like pounding right now that she's staring at her. <laughs> Iris, tell me what the... What was in your heart? What did you write through the clay? Um, well, I, I thought of my home and it's a very colorful place. And when I was running here, cause I was late, I saw a bunny rabbit and it made me happy. And I had a bit of a rough <laughs> night last night with like demons and stuff. And so I just wanted to do something that made my heart sing. And I really love glitter and I really love paint. Um, I've never played with them before. And I really like uh, different colors, and so I made this. Don't be mad. <laughs> the girl next to you goes, I, 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 I really think it's pretty. Iris, Silos! <laughs> Babette says, and she like shuts up again, and Babette goes, she takes a long drag of her cigarette, and she lights up a new one with the uh, tip, with the old one, and she goes, do you know what I see here, Iris? Um, a penis? <laughs> <laughs> no. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of her I, book, I honestly right? do not understand why everyone says my work is so phallic. But and she turns and she looks at your 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 desk partner who who clearly has made an actual <laughs> penis and goes, Zet is a penis." Um, yes, I know. I've I've seen I've seen. Yep. Okay. Congratulations to you for that. Now, Iris, do you know what I see here? I mm. see a lot of glitter, a lot of paint. A lot of feathers, a lot of crap, covering up art. Iris, have you ever considered that art is a reflection of the soul of one person? Um, no. Have you ever no. considered that your art of putting glittery shit on top of yourself is an escape for your problems? <laughs> 
Iris's eyes just go wide. And she just kind of shakes her head no. I would perhaps investigate yourself, Mar Iris. You might find that your art reflects your inner mind more than you think. She takes a long drag and she puts her cigarette out in the top of your buddy's head. And she goes, you will do better next time, yes? We? Yes, yep, yep. Um, I'm, yep, I'll dig deep for my demons. <laughs> Excellent. And she turns around. She goes, everyone open your books to page 97. And uh, she begins. She doesn't have a book. <laughs> she begins to lecture as your desk mate goes, hey, you can, you can, you can borrow mine if you want. Thank you. I'm sorry. I forgot to ask your name because I've been terrified of that woman. Oh, it's it's Judy. J- Judy Cho. You're about the nicest thing in this room right now. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I, I really liked your, your, your bunny. And you can see that by now she did not build her phallic clay structure properly. It's starting to kind of drag and um, lean to the side a lot. <laughs> I really like your leaning penis. And she looks and she says, I, 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 I swear this doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no laughing! <laughs> Babette yells at you from the front. And on that, our camera fades <laughs> to black. All right, Kane, you begin to make your way to the film building. And when you walk in, you can see that there's like, even now student films are being made in, in the corner. And, and, you know, people have their like shitty 90s camcorders that they're running around <laughs> with. Like, like it's like they're right out of the movie Rent or the play Rent. Oh, yeah. Just a bunch <laughs> of marks running around being douches and filming everything. And, and you know, uh, clearly art, art is in the air and creation and energy. And you walk into your class, uh, Intro to Film. And in the mostly dark room, you see a round table formation. And you see sitting at the very front is a very disinterested man who's bo- just about bald. He's got a, you know, a wrap of hair around the back of his head. That's the only hair he has on. <laughs> he's, tr- he's tried to make the few strands that he has left on the top kind of cover most of it to no avail. And uh, his gut's kind of hanging out of his shirt that's being pushed out when he sits down his button-up shirt. One of the buttons is actually broken and he looks back at you and goes, are you here for intro to film? I am here to yes, make films meet friends, get a degree, and live a All right, sit down. (laughs) My name is Professor Mo Picton, and I will be making sure that you fall in love with cinema. Cool? I'm I'm itching to get started, man. Well, that makes one of us. That's great. (laughs) Is this what Um, film does to people? Because I'm kind of second-guessing this now. (laughs) Wait. No, no, no. No. Let me tell you, kid. It's not film that does this to you. It's new film that does this to you. Oh. Have you ever looked at the films now and you think, what a load of fucking crap? Do you know how many Friday the 13th they're on? How many Nightmare on Elm Streets there have been? I've lost count of Halloweens. I'm telling you, man, we're living in sequel mania. It's bullshit and it's bad for us. Yeah. We're literally becoming a stupider, less interesting society as our art slowly dilutes into the great big vapid void that we call corporatism. Kane, like, throughout that entire explanation, slowly his head just started l- tilting back the w- and his <laughs> jaw just left hanging. <laughs> is just like squinting one eye with his mouth open. 
And he kind of shakes his head. And he says, oh, yeah, totally, man. Like, there's probably at least 13 Friday the 13th. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> or like, or is, um, Honestly, I wish there were 13. That would at least be something cool. <laughs> so, so uh, do I just take a seat or... Um, uh, stand, sit, I don't give a shit. You want to do cartwheels in the corner, that's okay. And you see him pull a flask out and he pours a bunch of his coffee and puts it away. And he takes a big <laughs> sip as the door bursts open oh, and the rest of your classmates come in and he goes, oh good, the cavalry's here, fucking great. And you just see him chug his entire coffee as, as everyone comes in and sits down. And Kane, as you're kind of still facing the prof as the group is uh, group is kind of coming in behind you you feel like a shove in the back of your shoulder yeah. as the person as walking by you you see the president of the film club wink at you hey specs long time no see how's it going buddy yeah fuck you <laughs> and everyone sits down and mo without even looking up is just staring at his coffee mug goes all right everyone welcome to film 101 where we're gonna make you love film and know things about film or something anyways your ta is gonna be specs here I, we just i heard you call him specs okay i forgot his name so <laughs> that, there you go and 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 he goes my name is randall okay specs whatever <laughs> i um, can definitely fist bumps like yes it's stuck <laughs> <laughs> So listen, um, I don't really feel like teaching today. I'm I'm a bit hungover and also a little bit drunk as well at the same time. What? So um, uh, it's okay. I, I, I'm 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 tenured. They're not. It's impossible. So uh, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna give you a pop quiz to see how much you all know about film. Oh Yay. fuck no! And he stares at everyone and he goes, no, there will not be any questions on Goodwill hunting. And everyone's like, oh, <laughs> anytime there's a large reaction from the class, Kane's going to like look around and then just copy it. So on that, he looks around for a second. He's like, oh, duh, rats. <laughs> for everyone, I'm pretty sure Goodwill Hunting came out that year, so uh, that was it, it was hot back then. That was hot. Okay, Matt okay. Damon and, and and Ben Affleck were hot back then. <laughs> so he hands out the pop quiz and he goes, "Good luck." And oh, if you get less than two, uh, if you get two or less, I will uh, ask you to leave the class, please. And your days of being in film are over. Thank you. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Kate's sweating under his leather. He starts to squeak as he shifts in his seat. <laughs> Kane, you just see from from uh, the the TA hands them out, and the uh, Specs hands you his, and he claps you on the shoulder, gets close, and says, "Good luck, you fucking poser." Kane says nothing because he knows he's in deep shit right now. <laughs> he just kind of looks down at his paper, and. Uh, does anything seem familiar to him to do with Carrie or the exorcist? <laughs> yes, actually. So here are the questions. Oh, you fuck. Oh, you have questions too. Damn it. Okay. I promise I won't I Google do. anything. I do. Eric, did, Eric, did we watch Casa Blood? Did we watch the other one too? I'm going to assume. Yes. Did you watch Casablanca? I don't know if we did actually, because we were kind of scared yeah, and had the conversation and went to bed. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Crap. Okay. Well, sorry, Avery. <laughs> <laughs> so there are five questions that oh, no. came. Uh, and the first question is, what was the first feature-length animated film ever released? The second is, the stage play Everybody Comes to Rick's was adapted for the screen to become what? 1942 <laughs> Best Picture winner. 
the next one is what are the dying words of Charles Foster Kane in Citizen Kane? No! Yes! <laughs> the next one is the blood of what mammal was dropped upon Carrie's head in the film uh-huh. Carrie? Uh-huh. Nice. And finally, what do all these films have in common? Fuck. Mr. Smith goes to Washington, oh. Vertigo, and It's a Wonderful Life. What do they all have in common? <laughs> And as you're staring at the page, you just hear, oh boy, that's a doozy, eh? And you see your bestie looking just over your shoulder, staring at the, uh, at the questions going, ooh, tough ones. <laughs> I was really hoping I wouldn't have to give you a call. I was praying I could know something. Um, I think you know some of these, silly. Uh, <laughs> you believe in me too much. Let's see. First, okay, first animated feature like film ever released um i looked at my best name kind of like is that is that like S- snow white or something and he looks at you and he goes maybe and he winks <laughs> fuck <laughs> um... okay buddy he points at your belly and says go with your gut silly and he like tickles your belly a little bit okay you know what fine for number one I, I'm gonna go Snow White. So I t- I write down Snow White for number one. Number two, okay. I say okay. Stage play. Everybody comes to. And he, he goes 1942 Best Picture winner. Oh, that was a good year. Yeah. Ah, uh, here's looking at you, kid. Is that a is is that a is that a hint? Because I don't know. I don't know this. <laughs> okay, I need help, man. I need help. What is it? I'll let you do this if. Uh, can you up my wager? You said you were going to give my little talisman to someone in this class, but let's do one better. Give it to him. And he points to your professor. Him? Why him? Something about him. I feel like he needs help, and I want to help him. You know, honestly, I can't even disagree with you there as I look back up to him. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll give it to the professor. Great. Also, you're a fucking idiot. And he pulls out the movie Casablanca that Jeeves gave you and threw it on the table. <laughs> okay, so I, I uh, write Casablanca. I do it with a K in the beginning. Then... <laughs> and for... <laughs> I'm nervous. Number three, dying words of Charles Foster. You want to give a little performance, little buddy? He looks at you and he says, I think that you've heard this word plenty of times before. People say Citizen Kane. It's a flower and a friend. A flower and a friend? <laughs> a flower and a friend. Sunflower. Oh, you're so fucking dense, <laughs> Rosebud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rose, is, there a spa- is there a space? You know what? He just puts a space between the Rose. No bud. space. No space. No oh, space. Oh, okay. Erase. No space. Puts it together. Get, cut the fucking space. Cut. <laughs> Space. The blood <laughs> of what mammal? Um, Mo Picton like passes by you, and you can smell whiskey on his breath. And he goes, "Do you need anything clarified?" Or you seem like you're you're whispering. Do you often think aloud? Um, sorry. Yeah, just kind of how I think. I was wondering if you could take a really close look at number four. I think there's a typo there. As I pull the talisman into my left hand, kind of holding it near my butt, I want to try and plant it on him. Oh, hell yeah. I want you to roll hold steady right, for me. Nice. Oh, dear. Um, that's a five. Oh, fuck. But I thought I leveled up, oh, so that's no. fun. Oh, dear. 
So you 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 go to like drop drop this thing in his pocket, and he goes, "What are you? What the? What are you doing?" Hey, I uh, I have a special memento for my dad that I I wanted to give to you. It's it's from the set of the movie Carrie. As he I, he kind of looks left and right, hoping that works. Why do you want to give me your family momentum? Do you look at me as a father figure? Am I that much of an inspiration? You certainly smell like him. Because if, <laughs> if I am, oh, uh, that's depressing. I just feel like you need a little pick-me-up, you know, first day of class, and maybe maybe you can hold on to it even for just a week. Are you trying to bribe me? No. I'm just trying to... <laughs> yes. Now roll from the NPC. <laughs> it's a seven beat. Because I leveled up on my last one and I added one to my hot. So that is a seven because it's now a two. And he looks at you and he says, it's really from Carrie? Um, my word on my life. Give me 20 bucks in this and we'll call it even. Deal. Uh, oh, I don't have my wallet. Could I bring it next class? <laughs> he, he like looks at you and just says, fucking God. And he just like takes the talisman, puts it in his pocket and says, I'm going to bring this to my pawn shop guy and he better give me a good price or we're going to have a little talk. If he doesn't give you a good price, I'll pay the difference of what you think it's worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just walks away as he's still drinking from his coffee cup. <sighs> and you're back to the last two questions. Oh, thank God. That was that was much more work than I hoped. <laughs> really nicely oh. done, but that was, like, really sloppy, Kane. You should do better next time. <laughs> and I kind of look back to the paper. Blood of what, man? But you know what? Fuck it. Horse. And I write down horse. <laughs> oh, he slaps his head and he goes, oh, God. Okay. You know what? No, you know what? Actually, having one wrong is going to be good. This is good. It means that, yeah, this is good. It's good for our story. And, and the very <laughs> the very last one. And then, uh, what do all these films have in common? I, I assume they're older ones. So mm-hmm. maybe like black, they're, they're all black and white? Uh, no. Ah, damn it. Fuck. Uh, Two of them are. Uh, they all have O's in their titles. You hear his voice change and he goes, Mr. Potter! Mr. Potter! <laughs> Hi, I'm James Stewart. <laughs> I'm James Stewart, there, star that, of film and screen. Is is that the director? Is that the I'm leader? the star. I'm the star, James Stewart. I'm the star, star of film and screen. So that's, he's an actor. Yeah. Uh, they all they all James feature Stewart. James Stewart as the actor. Oh, you betcha. Oh, yeah. Mr. Swift goes to Washington, Vertigo, and it's a wonderful life. <laughs> <laughs> my last demon had a real fucking sense of humor. I've never seen a movie in my life, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, honestly, that was the laughing joke of hell for a while. He really <laughs> fucked you over in that deal. <laughs> I'm glad to provide some entertainment down below. You should always read the fine print. Anyways, and then you hear, all right, hand me your fucking papers. And he gathers them all up. And Kane, he picks yours up and he looks at it. And he looks back at you and goes, are you a James Stewart fan? I wouldn't say a fan, but it, they have them all in common, so that that's the answer. I'd say I'd say he has some work he could do. There's some. Uh, he's okay. As I kind of just ramble into nothingness. <laughs> just remember to bring that twenty bucks, okay? Sure, I'll make it forty. I'll cover your next uh, your next drink. Okay, make it forty. Actually, though, uh, don't oh. don't. Yeah, if you don't give me forty, then we're have a problem. Okay, okay, I understand, sir. Okay, thank you. And he keeps <laughs> drinking as he collects all of them. And as he collects them, like you hear him whisper, like, crap, 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 as he picks people's tests up, who they've all gotten things clearly wrong. And your bestie hugs you from behind and says, we're going to have such fun together. You're such a good friend. And Kane, with, like, a pretty, like, sad look on his face, goes, yep, 
Can't wait. And our camera fades away. Zach, you are in a mega class. To say a mega class would be an understatement. There's probably about 600 kids in there as they're all sitting in this business 101 class. And standing at the front is a professor who looks to be about 137. He is in a suit that has long, um, that he's long shrunken out of, and it just looks like a, like a dress on him, basically. It's huge. He's kind of become skinny around it. And he, you, you hear him in almost a whisper go, Welcome to Intro to Business. Oh my god. <laughs> my name is Professor Otto Snooze. Otto Snooze. <laughs> Today we'll be learning about business. Any questions? Moving on. <laughs> And he's kind of, you know, droning on. And Zach, what are you doing during this? As this happens, Zach mind, uh, Zach's mind, like it's uh, want to do, starts to wander. And um, he gets this, he gets an idea. He gets a terrible, awful, terrible <laughs> idea. Um, and he's going to look around the classroom for um, somebody who looks like they really want to be there. <laughs> Preferably a female. Um you know, maybe not best in the looks department. So, yeah, I would say about two rows uh, above you. She looks to be probably about, you know, 19, 20, uh, face full of uh, freckles and kind of uh, messy, dirty blonde hair is uh, frantically writing down every word that Professor Snoozen is saying and uh, is, is quite enraptured by it all. Nice. <laughs> um, Zach, with his uh, his target locked, um, is there anybody sitting next to her? Uh, there is one chair empty, and on the other side, there is also a young man who seems to be sitting there also writing very intently. They, they don't seem to be talking to each other. They're just both very intent. What Zach's going to do uh, is he's going to try to ninja his way in between those two people. In between? Yeah, like, if he can, like, climb un I, I, I'm picturing, like, huge lecture hall where it's, like, those, like, um, yep. almost bench-like things. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I want to, like, slide in under and just kind of emerge from the darkness. <laughs> oh my yes. god. Okay, roll hold steady. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, that's a nine. A nine. Okay. So, here's what happens on, on this nine here. As you're kind of sneaking up yeah <laughs> sliding up the lecture a lot of the kids in the first you know in the rows you got to get through are just completely asleep by now uh so they're just like you just slide past them no problem and you squeak through and you hear the girl like ah she like gasps and snoozen stops and goes is everything okay up there uh and she looks at you, Zach, and you're now in the middle of them both. Oh, sorry, uh, drop my pencil. Got it now. You can continue. All good. 
That's a good thing. It's very bad not to have a pencil. Jesus Christ. Any questions about chapter <laughs> two? Moving <laughs> on. <then>. And he... <laughs> begins to go again and the girl looks back he says excuse me what the fuck are you doing i'm trying to learn oh sorry dude i just uh, i was having trouble um hearing him from from down there so i thought being further away would uh would help a little bit you know well, I, but, well you interrupted my, my note session i'm like several sentences behind now oh dude maybe i can help you catch up like uh, which part are you on um the part where you fucking interrupted that's the part i was on uh, why don't you uh, just uh, just take a take a look at my notes? And he's got his uh, phone number written on just a piece of paper. <laughs> oh my god! I want you to roll plus hot right now. Oh, we'll turn someone on. Oh, the dice have it. It's an uh, an eleven. Hey! So on a ten up, you take a string against them. You you see like her freckles. She kind of blushes and she goes, "Okay, that was kind of smooth." So what? You want me to just call you right now? Like you just want to? You want, you want to hang out right I'm now? Just saying, I'm saying, like you know, maybe if you uh, stop this whole third degree, maybe I'll give it to you. Oh, so you think I want your number? Oh, I know you want my number. Who the fuck are you? Me? I'm Zach Wilder. Nice to meet you. Pulls out a hand. And she shakes her head. She says, "I'm Gail Hale." Gail Hale, nice name. Wow. I could yeah, totally write a song about that. It's kind of what I please, do, you know? Please don't. All the, all the kids at school used to, and it's fucking annoying as shit. Like, I get it, huh? Your name rhymes. Okay. Uh, fuck you. Okay. Noted. I was yeah. going to write, like, a, a beautiful metaphor about how, you know, the Hales and Gale sail uh, pales in comparison to, to Gale's eyes, yo. She smiles for a second and goes... That was the worst fucking song I've ever heard in my life. Hey, man, <laughs> it's an artistic process. It's got to start somewhere. Excuse me, can you please be quiet? I, I'm trying to learn everything I can so I can run my coffee business. Shut please the... Please shut up. Wait. Ha, ha, ha. Um, uh, who are you, dude? <laughs> what? Who are you? I'm, I'm jo Josh. Jo jo Josh. Josh Morton. Why? Who the fuck are you? Sorry, I just... I've really hated coffee this week. I'm just not a big fan of it anymore. Oh, are you talking about the whole... And he, like, does, like, a thumb against his neck thing. Coffee Bob. Yeah. Well, I I own his place, so... <laughs> Fuck me, right? I know. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, cool. You've been working with him for long? Or are you, like, his long-lost son? What's going on with that? But, no, actually, I, I was there to grab a cup of coffee before I went to my orientation week, and... Okay, you, you know when you just see this girl and it's just, like, that's it? Like, you're just, like, that's it for the rest of my life? Like, I just... They're this the coolest thing I've ever met. Like, they're just the coolest person and the most beautiful person ever. You've ever had that? Nope. <laughs> oh, that sucks, man, because happened to me that day. She pretty much dragged me over the counter and forced me to make espresso, and I was hooked ever since. Ooh, who's the lucky lady? Oh, you probably don't know her. Her name's Iris. Yo, wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know, Iris. No fucking way. Yeah, man, we're, like, super tight. Like, uh, we started hanging out, like, um, at, uh, well, a little bit before that huge rap party. Maybe you heard about it. So, so she's, like, alive? Because I'm trying to call her, and, I mean, I left her a message, and she, she was kind of working for the coffee shop, and then she, she kind of, you know, blew me off on a, on a date one time, and she didn't show up, but, uh, yeah. Could you tell her that Josh says, I don't know, um, 
hi? No, 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 no. Tell her that Josh says, hey. No, 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 no. no. Tell her that Josh <laughs> says, hi, Iris, what's up? How about that? Is that good? Well, I mean, knowing her so well, I I don't know if that would really do it, you know? Like, she, she's a girl. Wait, wait, wait. Why am I telling you this? What can you give me to sweeten the pot? Oh my God. You're the worst. Yes. Um, it, man, if, if you, like... Listen, I just... From the moment I saw Iris, I wanted to, to grab dinner with her or, or something. She just seems so, you know, free-spirited and, and, and hard to, to, you know, to, 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 to commit to things. And like, and like, that's okay. You know, I'm, 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 I'm go with the, I'm go with the, the flow, right? The flow. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, how about free coffee for a year? Free coffee for a year, eh? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, you got to put a poster up on, uh, on your wall. Of what? Of my band, The Hive. Maybe you've heard of us. No. Yeah, give it time. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, I'll put, I'll put two fucking posters up if I could get a date with Iris. Like, I don't care. Okay, how about we, like, scratch each other's back? I do, like, a sort of, um, like, an open mic sort of thing? Like, dude, once a month? Dude, that... Dude, fuck once a month. What about every week? Uh, dude, Zach is not like an organ grinding monkey. I I play <laughs> on my schedule, dude. Oh, okay. Like once every two weeks. Deal. Yes. <laughs> he shakes her. He's like, honestly, I thought about live music like two days ago. It's it's been a very crazy week. And excuse me, but you're all talking very loud. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sorry, sir. We're just uh, using your. And he looks over to. Um, Gail's notes and says, um, uh, business analyst, uh, skills, uh, to, uh, conduct a business transaction. Um, uh, thanks for the, the tip. You're a really great professor. Oh, that's nice of you to say. Does anyone else have any questions or comments pertaining to analytics? Moving on, then. <laughs> and he moves on, and uh, G- Gail whispers over to you, and she says, uh, "Okay, you know what? I, uh, I think after sitting through this for several minutes, I think I can probably just read the book and, and probably get through it faster than him than it takes him to get through like a chapter. So, uh, you want to get the fuck out of here? Oh, dude, I- I'd love that. And coffee, Josh, as you're leaving, says, "Don't forget the iris thing." Remember, it's it's hi hey hi Iris, what's up? Make sure that you get the inflection, okay? Hi Iris, what's up? Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. great. That's that's so good. And uh, Gail leads you out, and Gail says, "So, what do you want to do, Mister Zach? I heard you say his name was my name. Yeah, that, that that's me. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we could do like a like a study date, or we could get the fuck out of here and do something more fun." What did you have in mind, Mr. Zach Wilder? You know, I think uh, I think the library's pretty great this time of day. Let's expand our minds, shall we? Ooh, let's expand other things, too, if you know what I mean. <laughs> that, okay. You have balls. And she offers you her arm, and you go towards the library. Oh, well, my eyes are up here, but uh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> So you make your way to the library and you see working the library is the uh, ever frog looking Miss Parr. 
Miss Parr, the librarian, seems to be working by herself. She is just sour-faced and checking out books, and she looks at you and says, Make sure you be quiet. <laughs> okay, so we're here. Where the fuck now, bud? Uh, yo, my friend Evelyn told me that, uh, that this section's uh, pretty fucking quiet. Uh, and he goes over to, well, the business section. Okay, she follows you to the business section, just kind of picking up books as she goes from various things and just like, goes like, oh, hey, I, oh, I haven't read this one. Oh, I haven't read that one either. And before you know it, she's got just like a giant stack of books from various subjects as you let over to the business aisle. Cool, I'll, I'll also pick a book to, to impress milady. <laughs> <laughs> what book do you want? Um, the Business of Love by William Shatner. <laughs> Chapter one. Yeah, you you read the book by William Shatner, and it is so good. And she grabs your William Shatner book and, like, throws it away. You can almost hear Shatner be like, no, wait, stop, don't throw me, as the book goes flying out of the hand. And she plants a, a big old um, kiss on you, but it's like, it's like she's never kissed anyone before. It's like this very closed lip, kind of like. Mwah. Ooh, ugh. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I've never really kissed anyone before. Oh, dude, no, that was that was hot. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, just keep doing that. Mm. <laughs> How about next time we can touch tongues? Uh, I mean. And she like comes at you with like a flailing tongue. Okay, okay, okay. Zach's Zach's had worse. He's gonna go for it. <laughs> so our camera ends as you two are like basically playing tonsil hockey with each other, um, as our camera fades to black. Evelyn. Yes. You enter into your public speaking class, and as you enter, you see Nick kind of leaning against the, the door waiting for you, and he goes, Evelyn, hi. Hi, Nick. I haven't seen you since the, uh, the, you know, the whole mansion thing. Are you okay? Oh, I, I am. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I got invited to be a leader at this camp thing, and... That was really unexpected and kept me busy. And then, you know, getting ready for class. Um, you know, that, that whole thing that happened at the welcome mixer was so crazy. I, I was kind of worried that it ruined our date. Oh. Or if that was a date, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. No, I mean, I, I, I honestly thought that... Um... That, that I must have said something dumber I, you know I I'm, I'm I'm glad that you know it was just the murder that made things weird and not me so that's good. yeah no 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 I I really liked hanging out with you that night it was a lot of fun wow okay also it was totally a date if 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 that's what you wanted yeah yeah that's that's really nice to know um anyway shall we shall we go in I think you're really gonna love this class the professor is a bit weird, I'll give you that, but he is okay. an absolute genius about about speaking, and, and, and he, he really tries to get to the, you know, the heart of it, you know? Well, if you like him, I'm excited about it. And Nick kind of leads you in, and Nick takes his seat near the front, and walking in with a beret on is <laughs> Cicero. And Cicero goes, Now, everyone, please, please, please be quiet welcome to public speaking my name is cicero you may call me cicero mr professor is my father 
I'm just kidding. You see that? That's a... Never mind. Okay, welcome to public speaking, everyone. A perfect example of how not to open up a speech is what I just did right there. Okay. <laughs> Who has ever felt alone? And, like, a bunch of the class raises their hand. Who has felt at the depths of despair? A bunch of the class raises their hand. Who has felt so brokenhearted that your heart just shits out your intestines? <laughs> And, like, a few less people raise their hand and, like, re look really weird about it. Like, met someone's like, metaphorically? Yes, metaphorically, <laughs> goddammit! But also, literally, because how you feel is real. And the class is like, ooh. And, like, Nick is looking at you, Evelyn, like, two thumbs up. Like, isn't he great? Um, Evelyn kind of gives him a tentative smile and just tries to be excited as she can with al while also feeling that this professor is extremely weird and she's getting uncomfortable. In my class, you will each learn how to reach from the depths of your despair and pump it out your sweet mouth holes so that it may go into other people's sweet ear holes <laughs> and serenade them with speaking. <laughs> Do I make myself perfectly clear? The class is just like fixated on him and he goes, very well. And he flips his beret around and he goes, we will begin with a little presentation. I want you to write about something that you love more than anything. Bring the human suffering and pathos that we all desire and that sweet, sweet, savory, sexy emotion and make us feel what you feel. You see he's like starting to cry a little bit just thinking about it. Yeah, Evelyn looks at him for a couple seconds, turns and looks at Nick for a couple seconds. Who's still giving you a thumbs up. <laughs> and she kind of nods to him and smiles and like pulls out a piece of paper and just starts writing. From behind you, Evelyn, you hear, You're so gonna lose this, you fucking failure. And behind oh. you is Maddie oh, no. McFucking yes. FinFan. Oh, oh no! Yes. And she goes, So, taking public speaking, eh? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, you yeah. could string three words together. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've done that when we've been talking, Maddie. All right, well, uh, write about something you love, which is probably sucking <laughs> at being a librarian. <laughs> Let me guess, Manny, are you going to be writing about your job at the library and that little homemade DIY pin that you made? I'm going to mostly be writing about how I love to dominate others through authority. Interesting. I thought you were supposed to be writing about successes and not failures. Ah. You know, things that you love. <laughs> <laughs> she, she just like scowls at you and goes, oh, you're going to pay for that back in the shift. Someone's doing double rubber duties. And you know that that means you got to use the rubber stamp twice as much because like no one right. wants to do it because it hurts the forearms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Evelyn still thinks I was totally worth it. And so she smiles to herself a little bit and just keeps writing. So as you write, Evelyn, can you roll a plus cold for me for hold steady? I want to see just how much you're able to write. Okay. That's an eight. Okay. So you get a, you manage to write like a paragraph in that time as you're kind of okay. carefully choosing your words in, in, in that paragraph. And Cicero says, all right, everyone. Put your pencils down. Not too hard. They have feelings too. Drop them gently. And everyone just like quietly puts them on the ground. And he goes, yes, amazing. 
You will learn to have empathy with every living creature, even the ones that aren't living, like pencils and Twinkies. You will feel that they have a life essence of their own, and it is beautiful. You! And he points to you, Evelyn. He goes, stand up. What's your horoscope? What's your name? First tell me your horoscope, then tell me your name. <laughs> um, hi. Um, I'm a cancer, and my name is Evelyn Reed Wilson. That is such a cancer name. I knew uh, that. Thank I you. I felt is the cancer energy hit me right here, and he, like, smacks his heart. Is that good? Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. Evelyn. What do you love? Stand up, please. Share with the group. Tell us what you love. Um, well, I love my grandmother. I moved in with her when I was six years old. It was a few weeks before Christmas, and I was feeling pretty sad. And I remember a couple days after I moved in with her, she went and she took me ice skating for the first time. And she held onto my hands and taught me how to skate forwards and, and backwards. And by the time we were done, I could skate around the whole rink by myself. It, it was pretty slow, but I made it all the way around. Then we went home and she made me some hot chocolate. And after that, that was the first time that I kind of felt that things were going to be okay again. Am I done now? You look back at uh, Cicero and you see that there's just like cowardly lie, like, like, or no, even worse, like, you know, the fucking dude who's listening to them talk in the Emerald City and he's just like, oh it's my God, just like, yes, he's just leaking from his face. <laughs> That's what Cicero is doing right now. You just see there's so many tears in his eyes and he's just like that. And he points to you and he says, was fucking beautiful. Did you feel the passion, everyone? Did you feel that the raging storm inside was only pacified by a love of grandma? Uh, thank, thank you. Can, can I, can I sit down now? And he goes, no, I have a better idea. Who would like to compare their speech against hers? And you see Maddie's hand just shoots right up. Oh, me, 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 hello, me, 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 right, right here, me, 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 me. Oh my God, yes, you, get her up here. So she runs up and she looks at you and she like gives you this kind of, she looks up and down you and like scoffs. And she goes, something that I love more than anything is making other people feel like I'm better than them through authority and the tactical use of microaggressions that make them feel stupid. And she smiles. And she goes, seeing people cry makes me happy, and the suffering of my inferiors brings me joy. So how'd I do? And he, he looks at you, Evelyn, he goes, I don't know what you have. What sort of Dionysus-like goddess of art lives inside of you? And he looks at Maddie and he goes, but it is most definitely not in you. Evelyn's trying so hard not to burst out laughing right now. <laughs> She's like smiling and holding back her laughter so much. You just sadly don't have the touch. What is your name? M Maddie McFinfan. Maddie. Who else hated Maddie's story? And everyone else like raises <laughs> their raises hand. Her hand. <laughs> yeah, Evelyn raises the hand too. And he, oh yeah, totally. And he goes, I'm sorry, Maddie, but your peers have spoken. Who thought that Evelyn's had 
pathos and love and anger, all wrapped in some sort of beautiful parfait of speaking. And like they all raise their hand and he goes, the tribe has spoken. Maddie, you failed today's class. <laughs> and Maddie just like stares at you, Evelyn, and you swear her eyes like actually turn red, just with pure <laughs> anger staring at you. And he goes, now, Everyone, pair up, because we will begin a formal competition amongst the class to pitch you against your enemies. Why? And your friends. Because nothing says better drama than this. God, I love pitting people against each other. Let's go! Create art! And he starts to um, jump around the room talking to different groups, and Maddie goes, You are so fucking dead. Better luck next time, Maddie. Oh, yeah. You know what? you better have luck next time. And she like stomps out of the class and leaves in a fury. Evelyn goes back to her seat. And Evelyn, as you get to savor your victory, our camera fades to black. Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale, will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. Coming in early January 2021, the Fantasy Fantasia podcast presents its very first secret episode collaboration with Skipping Stones Theatre. A three-episode arc set in the Learn to Be a Leader day camp where your favorite undergrad heroes guide the students of Lovecraft High through a day of adventure, hilarity, drama, mischief, and danger. Episode 1 will be released for free. That's right, free. Episode 2 and 3 can be yours for only $3. For more details, follow our social media pages at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast or visit our website, talltaletheater.com. Hope to see you there for Fantasy Fantasia's very first secret episode collaboration. And now, back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. And we find ourselves in the evening time where... Um, you were invited to all rejoin at the society headquarters for dinner. Would everyone like to attend? Yes. Yeah, Zach will. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Iris is still covered in paint and glitter, though. <laughs> Zach, I will say that you went to a solid second base with this girl. Yeah. And after that, she gave you her number and she said, if, uh, if you want to play tonsil hockey a little more or, you know see where else these tongues can guide us <laughs> you just let me know and maybe we can do some some reading and some not reading yeah uh, nice 
now, because everyone defines them differently, what is second base in this game? Um, let's say let's say second base is uh, getting handsy under the clothes. So like like at best you got like a under the pants hand job. Oh my god. At best. At best. Hey, that's that's still pretty good. Alright. Does it trigger my sex move? Uh you know what? I'm actually gonna give this to you because this is the first time she's ever given a kiss to anyone. Uh and in the same moment she kissed someone, played tonsil hockey, and gave a under the pants hand job. So let's trigger your sex move. Why don't you tell us what your sex move does? Uh, when you have sex with someone, they get condition, one of them. While the condition remains, they count as part of my gang. Oh, okay. Cool. So this condition that I'm going to give her is enraptured. She's enraptured by you. She'll be giving you the notes. So you technically don't even have to Ooh, go to sweet. class if you don't want to. I am not going to class. <laughs> <laughs> So by that time, you've all met outside the red door uh, in that little alcove as the sun is going down on your first day and you have all regrouped. So what do you all do right now? The door is uh, shut. Uh, you haven't tried to open it yet. You've kind of all gathered around the in the alcove around the same time. Iris. Hey, guys. What the hell happened? Hi. Here? Yo, dudes. What's up? How was class today, everyone? Oh, it was scary, but good. <laughs> And she's like still covered in paint and glitter, and she's like a feather poking out of her of the bun on her hair. <laughs> yeah, are, are, are you okay, Iris? You've got a lot going on there. Yeah, I tried to express myself, and the teacher said, "I'm, I'm, um." Well, she basically just ripped me apart and said that uh, all the fun and color and stuff that I do is not good, and I have to dig deeper into my soul. What? And use the claymore. <clears throat> You're perfect. Look at you. She gives Kane a hug and like it's like paint and glitter all over him too. Ah, not glitter suits you, Iris. Um, Zach is going to uh, go up to Evelyn and whisper, uh, "Yo, uh, yeah? thanks for the tip." Oh, uh, you're welcome. Yep, no problem. No more context for you. That's all you get. <laughs> okay. Um, and knowing you, I don't know if I want to know. So I'm good with that. Thank you. Uh. Iris uh, pulls away from Kane and goes, Hey, how did it go today? Uh, it was pretty much as hard as I thought it would be, but uh, I got some help, so we're good. Oh! And she kind of like looks at him a little like, mm, What does help mean? But she's and, like, she just shakes her head and goes, Great! And basically, if your eyes, if your look said that, he kind of looked back with like a small nod, like, Yeah. Oh, okay. I, goes, and he says, I promised I tried really hard. It's okay. It's okay. It's all good. She's convinced that it was a dream. She's trying to ignore the popcorn in her room. Oh. She's trying to convince herself that it was like a nightmare. But uh, I think I passed, so that's good. Good start. Good. So we all had good days then. What about you, Doctor Egan? Yeah, my lecture went quite well. Probably better than I'd ever expected, actually. Nice. Oh, good. Yes. I wouldn't expect anything less, <laughs> Doctor Egan. Uh, Did you guys <laughs> <have> sex? <laughs> 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 and she 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 kind of backs away from Zach, and then no? she looks over at Evelyn very very quickly, kind of like a knowing glance of like remember what we agreed on. Yeah, and <laughs> Evelyn kind of gives her a little subtle nod, like and a look, like I know I'm not going to say anything. And so is that a looks... no to the sex then? <laughs> oh, 
Why would you think that, Iris? What? Say, who? We, I just, who's having sex? You guys what? gave no, each other. We, you guys gave each other like a weird look, and I was just wondering if you had sex with each other. That's all. No. No. Okay. No. I, I, We're I talking about class, Iris. Iris. Has anybody tried the door? Yeah, she's going. Iris is going to the door. Yeah, as soon as you open the door, the door gives out. I will just add a little addendum that, Egan, you did in fact spend the majority of the second half of your lecture just signing autographs. (laughs) That everyone was just like, like you, you, like someone just, uh, some, some dude just like whipped off a shirt and he was like, sign my nipple, please. I, I, I I want to remember this day. And, uh, and he got it tattooed afterwards. Yeah, you actually had someone who who was a tattoo artist, and he's like, Do you mind if I just plug in my thing and you could just sign your name in with ink on my ass? Because, like, I I, want to remember this. This opened up my life. During that time, was the guy, um, the the Irish guy, was he always in the room? Uh, No, he left after the opening thing. He did. Okay, that's what I thought. All right. You pop the door of the society open, and it looks very much like you remember it. You see the fireplace um, dancing um, a bunch of different colors, almost making that kind of rainbow that it was Mm. last time. And uh, as the, you know, you kind of make your way down that corridor to that main room and you see the chairman sitting down and he stands up and he goes, ah, welcome everyone. And he flicks his hand and all your chairs kind of turn out to face you. Please Mm. take a seat. Dinner is almost ready. Guys, we have like a clubhouse. This is great. This is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. Much nice to have a quiet place to study. Yeah. Study? Whoa. Um, Who said anything about studying? (laughs) Dude, party foul, Evelyn. Now, there are books in here, correct? Correct. Are there yearbooks, like a current yearbook? Sure. Okay, so um, before she sits down, she goes over to the bookshelf and finds the most recent uh, yearbook, maybe from last year, and... She's trying to look through the faculty list because she's wondering if the guy she saw in the lecture was a faculty member that she just Ooh, that's with. good. So as you're looking, you actually don't see him in the faculty hmm. listing. And you hear the chairman go, Dr. Egan, is everything all right? Uh, yes. And she puts the, the book back and she heads back towards her, her chair. And she says, after dinner, I, I have a question for you. But let's eat first. Well, there's really no better time than the present. And he snaps his fingers and you see the three-headed dog comes in. And the three-headed dog is, uh, in, in each of its mouth, it has like a bowl of food. And it like drops off a bowl to everyone and goes back for seconds and, and, and delivers everyone. So there is like a side of the bowl that's covered in dog slobber, but everything else looks okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Evelyn takes her napkin and tries to wipe the bowl where the slobber is. <laughs> And he pats on all three heads and goes, Thank you, Serby. Please leave. Go go get yourself some food. We'll we won't be long. And Serby runs. Can Iris hear it talking? Yeah, so so um Serby actually uh it's like all three of his heads have the same voice. It's like they're triplets. And you hear one of them go like, Oh yeah, let's go. No, no, okay, I'm hungry. Oh yeah, I could eat too. Ooh, food. What do you think we have? Schnitzel. I fucking love schnitzel. (laughs) Iris just smiles to herself. So how was your first day? It was surprisingly good. Scary, but fine. Yes, yes. It can be very scary to make this plunge, especially for someone like you, Iris. I, I do understand that this must be quite quite the shock. Um, I'm just a student. It's all good. Hey, Zach, how was your first day? <laughs> Forgettable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 
that oh, is. Oh, very well. That brings me naturally to how did everything go with our ghost friend? Good, actually. Um, oh. We, we got some more information of him from him, and uh, we got him across the railroad so he can explore the world. And uh, Do we have a lead? I think we have to go back to Coffee Bob's. I mean, I don't know if it's open or, or if, the, if it's closed, but I think the rose that we're looking yeah. for is there. It's uh, Coffee Josh's now, actually. What? Oh, uh, by the way, um, Iris, uh, hey, what's up? Hi. <laughs> I'm Oh, sorry. Hey. Hi, Iris. What's up? Hi. There, no, this, uh, one more time. Hey, Iris. Oh. Nope. Hi, Iris. What's up? Hi. I think that was it, yeah. <laughs> what? From Coffee Josh. Yeah, he, he just wanted to, like, confess his undying love to you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Oops. you have some competition. Please, Coffee Josh, what a stupid name. And Kane just starts eating angrily. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she like puts a hand on Kane's arm and says, no, it's all good. Um, Josh was a really nice guy that helped me on my first day of work and I didn't know he owns it now. That's exciting. Maybe I can get my job back. Yes, that is actually something I wanted to discuss. It seems that in Coffee Bob's will, he gave it to this Josh Morton fellow who he didn't even know it, turned the entire city of Oakhaven upside down. I'll tell you that. It was quite the scandal when it happened. A lot of the owners of the town were not happy at going to an amateur, but alas, they've sucked it up and deal with it. And that is one of the updates I wanted to tell you. So I don't know why Coffee Bob did it, but huh. that's what we know. What do we know about Josh? He's really nice. He helped me a lot, and he, he helped me with coffee, and, um, yeah. Well, that's just great. And Shannon? He knows how to make, he knows how to, oh. <laughs> she kind of looks to Kane, and she's like, Kane, it's, it's okay. It's all good. I mean, he was just a nice person who helped me. Oh, by the way, Iris, I kind of told him that uh, you might have been into him or something. God damn it, Zach. Um, <laughs> I mean, Evelyn listen. just shoots daggers at Zach. <laughs> listen, I'm not saying that you should, but, like, I would really appreciate it if you just, like, I don't know, saw him for coffee. <laughs> Get it? Um, um, I maybe, maybe I'll just see if I can... Go back to working there, I guess? I don't know. That might be... And she, like, looks to Kane warily. <laughs> that actually might be a good idea. We might need somebody on the inside. Yes, it's a perfect idea are... for someone madly in love with you to be work with you. Yeah, not a problem. Kane, you're going to have to put your masculine mojo aside here on this one. I think this is worth pursuing, Iris. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whether you do it really or not, that's up to you. I'm not judging. But perhaps getting a better look into this new coffee Josh's might be effective if that's what you say lead is. What about any people? Are we supposed to be looking for anyone specific? Lawrence Silvertree. Thank you, Evelyn. You have, you have the best memory of us all. <laughs> 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 yes, so, and we explain. And he we honestly explain. leans back and he, he goes, I was afraid that you would say that, that Silvertree was, if not involved, at least... At least that he, he would know something, because I do have a second bit of unfortunate news. Did someone else die again? The executive board just received messages today. I happened to intercept it because I have friends in high places and bugs where I need them, but Vice President Silvertree is missing. Oh, damn it. Oh, damn. Apparently the school board didn't want to announce it in public after all the coffee bob killings, so it's... It's been kept fairly quiet, but there it is. And 
It seems that he's been replaced rather quickly by Dean Don Dean. Uh, what? He, him again. That incompetent idiot? <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> Whoa, Evelyn, <laughs> tell us how you really feel. Jeez. Do you want me to go on, Zach? Because I can. <laughs> this might be by, by design. Often putting somebody who is incompetent in a, a position of power often is a strategy. Did I not get the three complaints that I get made on it? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I want to be like, every day you've been here, you filed the complaint again. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's only been three days. I very day. strongly about this. Chairman, what, what do you know about his disappearance? Do you know any mm, details? No, I, unfortunately, that that's it. I just know that he mm. didn't show up for work one morning, and his wife filed it missing persons, and they they found out that the, the back door was in fact unlocked, so anyone could have snuck in. But no, there's yeah. there's there, there, nothing reported stolen except him. Chairman, I have a question. One thing that we found when we went to the uh, to Rufus's. Um, fraternity house we were looking through some yearbooks and we saw a picture of, of silver tree mm. <laughs> and and we saw that he, he was wearing a pin and over the years it changed color do you know anything about a pin a lapel pin shaped in it was a rose yes he turns to the fire and takes a, a swig of his brandy uh, in, in contemplation and goes a rose yes no i'm I'm afraid I don't know anything about that, no. Wait, so what do you want us to do then? Besides me going back to possibly working, how are we supposed to help I'm now? glad you asked, Iris. And he stands up and he goes, because this is the first day of class. And you all have one class that is not on your itinerary. It's called... Yeah. Finding what? yourself, and I am the teacher. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you. But I have to find myself in my art class. <laughs> and, hey, double up. And, and he goes, oh, Babette, yes, no, it's not as as metaphysical as that, I'm afraid. It's, it's literal. It's, this society has been here. It's not just a clubhouse, as you said. Yes, it, it is, of course, in, in many functions, but it's something more. This is a place where... Each of you have have a gift, and whether you know it or not, each of you are special. It's the reason why you're, you're, you called to me, and I felt, I felt the vibrations when, when, when you got near in, in the air, and I knew that you were special, and my job has been for a very long time, he says, to prepare those who have gifts to make them better. I'm here oh. to help you hone your powers and awaken them in ways that you could not possibly imagine. Egan hmm. darts her eyes at, at Evelyn and Zach. Like, don't. Yeah, Iris looks to Kane. <laughs> uh, when Egan uh, darts her eyes to Zach, Zach just kind of raises and lowers his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like around the table, it's just a bunch of eyes looking at each right. other right now. Yeah. <laughs> When, uh, when Iris looks to Kane, he actually looks, he's kind of just looking down at his own lab because he's just thinking to himself that it's not like he has powers. It's just that he feels like he isn't as powerful or, or like these words don't really apply to him because he owes debts and like he's more like bartered his soul rather than being powerful. So he's just kind of like feeling not the best about himself. Oh, she like takes his hand. She like grabs his hand. 
and holds it he gives in his you, lap. He looks to you and gives you a, a small smile. Hmm. Well, shall we? The chairman stands up and puts his napkin down and says, please follow me to the training room. The training room? The training Wait, room? what? You mean you're... Wow, so this is actual, like, training. Come with me. This is some X-Men shit. I love it. We have to do this in front of each other? No, no, they will be actually in complete confidentiality between myself and yourself, and I can ensure that if uh, no one will know about your powers except you to the extent that you wish to know. But I do encourage you, and he looks around and says, having great power in any facet of your life, there's no point if you don't share it with with people. And I encourage you that to hoard your power or the knowledge that you have because you're afraid or simply angry at, at, at having it is a great disservice to yourself. In the end of the day, it's the friends that you have that make this journey not only easier, but possible. The society is not alone. You are not alone. We must work together. And he points at the circle of the table and he says, it's when friends desert each other and go different ways. And he turns to the fire and looks at it and he says, that very bad things can happen. Please, follow me. And he leads you all down the hallway that Serbi went down. And you can see Serbi munching on... Um, what looks to be like schnitzel, but Iris, you can hear like, nom, 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 this is so good. Mm. Th- another helping, brothers, of course. And they, another helping goes on. Is there anything on the walls of the this hallway? Yeah, so as you are walking down in, in the halls, you see that this, this tapestry, Egan, that you saw originally that had all these beings kind of on that tree, yeah. The tree branches extend all across these hallways. And you see that hanging on them are more portraits. And like what you thought was maybe about like 15 to 20, it was more like hun- like 100 or 200 Wow. of these students who have been around. And you all, uh, as you're walking by, you see these kind of slightly, you know, they're not Harry Potter style, but they slightly move. And mm-hmm. you can see... A gentleman in like a three-piece suit with tails who has uh, th- two eyes, but his third eye is wide open in the middle of his head. Hmm. And you can see somebody else. Um, they seem to be in a night robe and they're praying. Um, you can't tell uh, what they look like because their face is shrouded, but there's a bunch of ghosts kind of dancing next to them as if they're summoning all these ghosts. And another one that you see, Egan, you actually connect with this because what you see uh, is a very attractive young man with bright red eyes and fangs looking back at you. Oh. <laughs> Do I recognize? Nope. Other than the fact that it's, it's probably a vampire? Yeah, 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 just a vampire. And he leads you down the corridor to a large metal door. And he turns the metal door's um, wheel and it kind of unlocks and he opens it up. And you're looking at a massive three-story gymnasium and this this gymnasium has everything like you see body dummies and uh gymnastic uh course and uh you see like a thing that looks like automatons that you can maybe turn on to fight you they're kind of in, in the corner and he kind of leads you in and he goes welcome to your training room this is where your last class on your itinerary will take place Cool. 
I'm afraid wow. you too, Egan. It is time to go back to school. <laughs> hey. Always learning. <laughs> Aren't we all? Well, who would like to go first? And on that, our <laughs> camera pans up through the gymnasium, up through the concrete and the dirt and the ground, up and up and up until we break through and we see that the clock tower is sitting above this room. And as we pan above the clock tower, we hear the clock tower chime. And as if we're seeing a time lapse, we see the sun go up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down as the leaves turn from green to yellow to red to falling gently off onto the ground, covering the whole campus in a seemingly tartan-like pattern with yellows and browns and reds as Oakhurst College transitions into the fall. Our camera opens back on a dingy apartment as Mo Picton pours himself another drink and is spinning the talisman on the table and he goes, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, fucking right, that piece of shit. I'm gonna fucking fail that kid. What, what does he think? What, are you just gonna give me this? And, well, he's giving me a 400 bucks, so I guess that's okay. And he just like ho holds this thing and goes, piece of shit, and throws it in the corner and he sits down on his couch and begins to watch Charlie Chaplin films. God, I wish I could be this good. Excuse me. And he literally throws his beer up in the air. He goes, Jesus fucking Christ. And in the corner of the room where he threw the talisman, he sees a little boy. And this little boy walks into the light with his, he swears his eyes are pale green. And the boy goes, you want to be as good as them? I can help you. And our camera snaps to black. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face to face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad, 
Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us. <laughs>